Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. All right, guys, I talked not too long ago about how inconsiderate and self-centered and narcissistic most of the people in society have become. Well, I got another little example of that from Sunday evening. I stopped to get gas, and the particular gas station I pulled into has two sets of pumps that sit directly in front of the front door. Well, when I pulled up to a pump, there was a car that had pulled in front of the doors of the convenience store. They weren't getting gas. They had went in to get some Doritos. And I looked at that car for a little while and thinking, how can you be so oblivious to what you're doing? You're blocking the pump so that you don't have to walk from the parking space that's 10 feet away. And ordinarily, that would be the end of this little story. But as I pulled out, there was another car that I don't know what they were doing, but they had just stopped right in front of the exit of the gas station. And I wish I could say these were isolated incidences, but it's getting to where this is just a fact of life anymore. When I pick the kids up from school, every day that I pick the kids up from school, there is somebody that has pulled up in the exit lane from the school building. Now, they're not completely blocking your way out, but it's just the fact that you're sitting 30 yards from a parking lot. You're really going to stop right there and inconvenience everybody else that's trying to leave so that your precious little angel can shave 26 seconds off of their walk out of the school building. I think a lot of people would attribute this to the you-can't-judge culture that we have now and the self-esteem movement, but that doesn't explain why people my age act like this. They, They did not get raised on that crap, and they should know better. But apparently everybody is so wrapped up in themselves nowadays that thinking about anybody else is absolutely a non-starter. Now, I do think that the self-esteem movement has played a part, and the don't-judge-me attitude that most people have is also a factor. I'm really getting to the point where I think social media is the reason for a lot of the problems in our society. You know, it's been a saying for a long time that everybody is the star of their own movie. Well, now that's a physical truth because everybody is just living on Facebook and Twitter and everybody has this persona that they're pushing out, which would just be a sad commentary for our society, except for the fact that people are getting so into it that it's actually costing lives at this point. I have said before that the human animal is not mentally prepared for social media. Well, I've got several pieces of proof here for you. Last weekend, I saw a story, and this was on the national news, so I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with this. A 13-year-old girl has been in the hospital for over two weeks after suffering third-degree burns while apparently attempting to imitate a video she saw on social media, said her family, who were speaking out in case they can help prevent it from happening to someone else. The seventh grader from Portland, Oregon, severely burned her neck and right arm and has had to undergo three skin grafting surgeries after her family believed she was trying to copy a video on the popular video app TikTok. Now, the video in question, I don't know if you call it a challenge or if it's just something that's going around, but basically what you do is you take something flammable and you draw an image on a mirror, and then you light it and you video the results. Uh, This young lady... They believe, now she has not been able to speak to her family or the doctors to tell them what actually happened. 
Uh, but they believe that she took rubbing alcohol and had a candle in the bathroom and was trying to do this challenge or whatever you want to call it. Again, she hasn't said what happened yet. Uh, she's been unable to speak up until this point, or at least at the time the story was written. So nobody knows for sure. They believe that maybe in the enclosed space, the fumes ignited, but I think it's more likely that she uh, knocked the bottle over and that's how it happened. But now the news organization that I saw this story on was trying to spin this as a cautionary tale. Parents speak to your children about what they're watching and let them know that some of this stuff can be dangerous, which are all good things. I'm not trying to put that idea down, but to use this as a cautionary tale, this stuff has been going on for years. People have been maiming themselves, killing themselves, doing stupid things since the dawn of time. Nobody's got the message yet. Uh, I don't think this story is going to be the thing that pushes it over the top of the mountain. And in the interest of full disclosure, I'm going to freely admit that I do enjoy watching the fail videos on YouTube. Now, I don't have any desire to see somebody in a car accident or an industrial accident, anything like that. I don't want to see anybody get hurt in an accident. However, if you were doing something idiotic voluntarily and asking one of your equally idiotic friends to film it and then you put it on the internet, yeah, I'm up for that. And mostly it's I like to watch these videos and try to figure out what the individual thought was going to happen. One of my favorites is a young man. He jumped off the roof of his house. Now, it was a single-story house, so he was only about 10 feet up. But he was trying to land in like a seated position on an exercise ball. And as you can imagine, he did not hit the ball. He overshot it by about two inches, and he went tailbone first into the ground. Again, I don't want to make light of this. I'm sure that young man suffered some injury. I'm sure he fractured his tailbone, although a more exact medical terminology might be something like he shoved it into his lower intestines. But even if he had landed on the ball, did he think that was going to be a good outcome? Because I'm pretty sure something equally as bad would have happened if he had succeeded in what he was trying to do. Most of the challenges are harmless, uh, even the Tide Pod challenge, that's incredibly stupid, but a tablespoonful of laundry detergent is not going to be harmful to most people. But there are others that have cost several lives. Uh, there was a blackout challenge going around not too long ago. I don't know what social media this got rolling on. But basically, people were trying to cut off the oxygen of their brain long enough for them to pass out. Apparently, some kids are using the autoerotic asphyxiation technique to accomplish this. And just like in autoerotic asphyxiation, if you pass out leaning forward, the belt that you're using to cut off the oxygen to your brain is not going to loosen up and you'll pass out. That is exactly what happened to a 10-year-old in Palermo, Italy, who died in January during the blackout challenge. And in April, a 12-year-old boy in Colorado died doing the exact same thing. Again, though, this is nothing new. Who remembers the ice bucket challenge from like seven years ago? Everybody was doing that. Uh, you would think, how could that possibly be harmful? I, I actually found three examples of people dying from the ice bucket challenge. I'm not including two of them because the way they linked it to the ice bucket challenge would be what I would describe as tenuous at best. Uh, but there was a Scottish teen who was filming the ice bucket challenge. Now, he chose, instead of having 
cold water dumped on him. Uh, apparently, it was very cold in Scotland where he was, or when he was filming this. And so he had the bright idea, well, I'll just jump into a lake. Well, the lake was cool enough that when he hit the water, if you've ever jumped into a very, very cold swimming pool, you know it's extremely hard to move or breathe when you hit that water. Well, apparently it was cold enough that he was not able to get back out and he wound up drowning. Of course, you don't have to be doing a challenge because, believe me, stupidity is an equal opportunity destroyer. Since 2011, almost 300 people have died trying to take outlandish selfies of themselves. I've seen a bunch of them on the internet. I'm sure everybody has people standing on the parapet of a skyscraper, people hanging off a construction beam, rock climbing and dangling over ravines while trying to take a picture. Now, there's we see the ones that succeed, of course, but there are a lot of people that either fall while they're trying to take the picture or they can't climb back up to where they were once they have taken the picture. And I know there are a lot of people in the world and you're going to have people dying under strange circumstances all the time. Just by the sheer number of people we're talking about, uh, 7 billion people, there are going to be freak occurrences very regularly. But 300 people in 10 years, specifically from that particular activity, that actually kind of surprised me. One good thing about all of these instances is they were not hurting anybody but themselves. I don't mean to sound callous. I certainly don't mean to make light of what that 13-year-old girl that got caught on fire is going to have to go through. The doctors seem to believe that, again, this girl's 13 years old, that she is going to have to go to physical therapy regularly through the rest of her life to maintain motion in her right arm. Now, that's potentially, that's the next 80 years that she's going to have to suffer the consequences of what happened to her. And I don't mean to say that that is nothing or her fault, but I'm sorry, I do draw a distinction between an accident that hurts yourself and an accident that hurts other people. And there is an activity that has become very popular in recent years that is unfortunately killing a lot of people that just happen to be near where this is happening. Uh, If you can't guess that I'm talking about gender reveal parties, you must not have watched the news at all for the last five years. Now, I have multiple issues with gender reveal parties. Number one, the woke activist that writes whatever news column you're going to read any of these stories about cannot help themselves from interjecting a bunch of craziness about how we shouldn't be labeling the baby before they're born. We should wait until the baby's old enough to tell the parents what they want to be. How do these individuals earn a four-year degree in journalism without learning the difference between journalism and opinion pieces? That's not the point of what you're talking about. You don't need to interject your personal beliefs and personal politics into everything you write. Just do the story and let other people make up their mind. You may not like the fact that the baby is going to come out as either a boy or a girl, but you do have to live with that reality. All right, the second thing that drives me nuts about these gender reveal parties is just the blind narcissism that it takes to believe that some sort of grandiose ceremony is necessary for something that you could very simply just pick up the phone and call your family and close friends and tell them what it's going to be. 
every moment of your life does not have to be some spectacle that you can post on Facebook. And nobody is going to be impressed with the fact that you threw a party for yourself, which that is basically what you're doing. You could very easily call your friends and family up and tell them if it's a boy or a girl, or if you absolutely have to have people over, why can't you just have a cookout one day? And while everybody's there at the cookout, then you just tell everybody if it's a boy or a girl. The issue with these gender reveal parties and the third thing that just really drives me nuts about these things is all the death and destruction that people are causing because they're trying to one-up one of their friends or something they saw on YouTube or Facebook. They're going more and more over the top. They're getting more and more crazy ideas, and they are killing more and more people as time goes on. In New Hampshire in 2021, a man was setting up one of these gender reveal devices. It was supposed to explode with either blue or pink. Apparently, he used too much. I think they were using Tannerite. They may have been using something else, but he used way too much of it. Uh, he used so much that, in fact, when it went off, now fortunately, it didn't kill anyone, but the surrounding houses to this guy. It shook those houses to the point that it broke windows. It cracked drywall inside the house. A couple of the houses had foundation damage when this explosion went off. It just shook them to the point that a couple of them, it almost shook them off the foundation. And while we're on the subject of blowing up personal property in Queensland, Australia in 2019, a couple was throwing a gender reveal party and there was a car that was rigged with a smoke device that was supposed to go speeding by the property they were on, emitting the smoke of either the pink or the blue. That worked out pretty well. Uh, when the car went around the bend and stopped, the device caught fire, and that gentleman's car wound up blowing up. Now, I don't know if that was somebody that they had hired to drive past their party, or if that was a friend. Uh, if that was a friend, can you imagine the hell that they're going to have to go through with that guy for the rest of the time that they know him? They probably cut things off shortly here afterwards. But can you imagine trying to do a favor for a friend and it winds up resulting in your car exploding right in front of you? I feel pretty certain that that would not be something covered by insurance since you willingly ignited flammable material inside of the vehicle. The guy's probably just out of a car. Of course, I'm sure he didn't tell them how the fire started. I'm sure he told them something else. But setting stuff on fire seems to be the most probable outcome of one of these gender reveal parties. In 2018, in Tucson, Arizona, a couple was having a gender reveal, and the explosive device that they used for that party started a wildfire. By the time it was contained, it had burned 45,000 acres of a national forest. So that didn't just affect them. That was all of our property that they set on fire. Now, in the previous examples, fortunately, nobody lost their life. But people at these parties are not always that lucky. In 2020, in El Dorado, California, again, very similar to the previous example, the pyrotechnics went off. And it started a brush fire, and this time it burned 22,000 acres. Uh, but also, unfortunately, one of the firefighters that was trying to contain that particular fire did wind up getting killed while fighting the blaze. 
probably not the memory that this couple was hoping to have of that day. In New York in 2021, a man and his father were getting ready for a gender reveal party. They were setting up the explosive device again. And and you know what I would like to know? I want to know how many of these people are pro-gun control. Because I'll bet that a lot of these people would love to see every gun taken off the street, but they're perfectly fine with building pipe bombs in their backyard. As long as it's something that they want to do, then suddenly they're okay with people having dangerous substances around their house. But anyway, uh, this father and son in New York were setting up the explosive device, and something happened, and it went off, and it killed the man's father. So there again, there's another fantastic memory of your gender reveal party that you can take with you into the years. Yeah, that's that's the day that we killed Dad. And basically the same thing happened in Iowa in 2019. Uh, At this particular party, the explosive device was made to look sort of like a Napoleonic era cannon. Well, I don't know if the cannon had a flaw in it or if they overpacked it, but when they set off the device, it burst the barrel of the cannon and a piece of shrapnel struck one of the ladies attending the party in the head and it killed her instantly. It just said a woman in the two stories I read about this, uh, but you know, if they were at the party, it was either a close friend or Aunt Carol. Uh, Of course, it could be worse. You could kill multiple people. I like what happened in Cancun in 2021. Now, this was also national news, and it was pretty recent, so I'm sure some some of you remember this. But at a gender reveal party in Cancun, Mexico, the family decided instead of blowing something up, possibly because of all the deaths and fires and accidents that they've seen on the news, decided to hire a private plane to fly a banner past the party. Well, the plane flew past the party, and then nosedived into the ocean in full view of the gender reveal party. It's not been determined what caused the plane to nosedive into the ocean. They seem to be leaning toward pilot error, which is usually what happens. But not only did these people's gender reveal party manage to kill someone, they killed a couple of people in full view of everybody at the party. The lady that did the very first gender reveal party, the lady that started this trend, Patient Zero, has come out and publicly stated that she regrets coming up with that idea and she wishes people would stop doing it. She just hopes this goes away. And it really does need to go away. Expecting mothers and fathers, you're going to have a lot of expenses coming up soon. You need to stop wasting your time and you need to stop wasting money And you need to stop costing your friends and neighbors money repairing damages and paying for funerals. The baby does not know what's going on. You're not throwing the party for the baby. You're throwing it for yourself. You're trying to feed your ego and you're trying to one-up these 75 other ladies you've seen on TikTok and YouTube and Facebook posting about the gender reveal parties that they threw for their baby. It's not necessary. With my first child, we didn't even know if it was a boy or a girl. When we went for the ultrasound, my daughter could very conveniently had the umbilical cord running between her legs. The radiologist that did the ultrasound said that if she had to guess, she would say girl. But then we had my wife's obstetrician telling us that because of how quickly the fetus had put on weight and some other factors, that he thought it was going to be a boy. 
So we didn't know until she popped out. We made it just fine. She had a bunch of yellow and green stuff. We, of course, we didn't get any blue or pink. And I know that's a hate crime now. But you don't have to know this stuff. The baby's going to come. And what you should be hoping for is baby's healthy, mama's healthy. If you get that, everybody's ahead on the score. But as I've thought about things, I've decided that there may be another factor at play in all this. A couple of weeks ago, I did a show laying out my theory on why I believed that evolution has stopped for the human beings on this planet. And the tip pole for that belief is the fact that what drives evolution is mainly how well an organism can cope with environmental factors. The unsuccessful ones die out and don't pass their genes along, and the successful ones live to reproduce and pass that down through the generations. Now, I understand that social media is not a physical factor in our environment, but it is undeniably a factor in the environment. And if there is something in a given environment that promotes dangerous and irresponsible behavior amongst the population, that certainly could be a contributing factor to an evolutionary step forward. Maybe these ridiculously unnecessary accidents and fatalities coming from social media are really just nature's way of eliminating the people that are incapable of dealing with the new reality. And as we go forward, we'll be stronger as a species for it. All right, guys, that's about all I've got for you today. Uh, Once again, I thank you for sitting with me. Uh, If you're enjoying the show, leave me a like. Uh, Send me a comment to freshfrozensoutherner at gmail.com, or you can leave a message on the Facebook page. All right, ladies and gentlemen, have a good rest of the week, and I will talk to you on Friday. Thank you very much.